Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what, what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Katie Flower. You may beat me, but you will not outwork me. Tim Torch. There's only one winner, Chad. Find their written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to Under the Helmet, looking at some long-term player value in fantasy football. I'm your host, Chad Parsons, joined by Katie Flower, the official podcast of UTHDynasty.com, home to over 300 premium podcasts annually, the UTH Film Notes show every single Monday morning, right when you wake up. Uh, I dive into every play of every game, distill it down to the dynasty information you need to know to kick off your week. You want to support this show and not listen to three-minute ads, go over to patreon.com slash UTH. You can find exclusive content, bonus content content, a VIP chat, everything uh, just by signing up over there, keeping this ad free, as well as just becoming a general manager plus subscriber. You get all those podcasts, you get a trial for the trade calculator, a bunch of additional written content, rankings, everything you need. And Katie, we're here. This is about a third of the way through the fantasy regular season in many in many leagues. I know. And we're here and we've had what? We've had uh, one, can't, one uh, postponed game. And one moved game. Do I have the tally yep. correct? That is correct. I mean, I think everyone in, in June, July, August would have taken that hand over everything. You know, that, that this right? is a bit, I mean, I remember. Let's it get, still threw a lot of wrenches into the fire, though. Oh, exactly. And, <laughs> and think about the fact that, you know, we had all that, you know, oh my gosh, MFL doesn't even deem it a season if it, we don't get through seven weeks. We're already more than halfway home to that. We're right. more than halfway to eliminating a lot of these weird contingency plans for leagues. Right, which is, it's looking it's looking like that will continue. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that we did not take into consideration, and how could you, is a whole team like the Titans. Right. Being, uh, you know, not only did it affect them, but their opponent, and then all of a sudden they're out for the week, and none of them are marked with a C because. You don't know which players tested positive, and even yeah. if they were not fantasy football ones, it affected all of the players for both teams, and you couldn't put them on the IR. Um, so all of a sudden, you're scrambling for two teams that are on bye. No, no Derek Henry, and, no James Conner, Ben And it happened after yeah. Thursday's game, yep. so you couldn't even, like for me, in a super flex, I lost Ben Roethlisberger and Ryan Tannehill. After I had to start could, after yeah. Thursday, and I had to start Dwayne Haskins, which worked out okay. But I could have started Brett Rippon, for example, right. and didn't because I figured, okay, I've got Tannehill, and and uh, I mean, it just it happened all of a sudden. Same thing with the Cam Newton thing. Logistically, um, this was just a very strange. There was there was a, a yeah, ton of it, stuff that made this a crazy week where it almost felt like Devonte Adams yeah. feeling good but still not allowed to play. And then you yeah, had Julio. Were, you didn't know if the chief uh, on Saturday. You didn't know if the if the Chief Patriot game was going to happen. You know, and we we kind of felt a lot better. I felt you know, very strongly. Sunday. Yeah, would. you you did. I remember I texted you about that and. And, but I just so going into Sunday and then still having a chance that that game didn't happen on on Monday, even though we had positive inklings and, and reports on as of Sunday. But that with Adams, with Julio Jones, and like you mentioned, I did mean, Calvin Cam Ridley Newton, have COVID or something like <laughs> that? And, and then you and then you put that <laughs> and out. Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks. It like, just it what just happened? felt it just felt like this was the week where hey. You know, regardless of how your team felt, and and the fact that we had some, you know, Austin Eckler go out early, Nick Chubb right. looking a good and going out early, it, a this lot felt of people. like the week that if you just finished above five hundred in your head to heads, you're like, man, I'll take that every day. Just like we'll take four weeks with with just a couple of hiccups here and there. Yeah, it's been this week was everything all wrapped into one. Yeah, well, we had those uh, early Fournette exits. was a late scratch, right? Right. I mean, I didn't see anything on him that he was even questionable. Yep. And I even had him in a lineup. I didn't see that he was out. In, in one of my 33 lineups, for some reason, I didn't even see that he was out. Yeah. 
And and last night was 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 interesting too because we got some some rogue touchdowns. We got the Chiefs going relatively low scoring. Um, there was just uh, and that was finishing out the week where I'll I'll tell you I kind of go through on Monday and you know what am I projected? Is this a win? Is this a loss? Is it still up in the air? I had right. a decent number because we had four teams playing and we had some teams, you know, on postponement that all of a sudden, I mean, it's up in the air. A lot of them were up in the air and, you know, Ridley doing what he did or didn't do uh, kind of yeah. help, helps me there in terms of, you know, you expect, you know, 15, 20. I mean, Julio actually exited too. And that's what made it even more quizzical that he was exactly. MIA. What I will say though, right. I mean, watching that game really did have, I think a longer DPI. I think he dropped the he ball. He had a in the chance zone, for a touchdown. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that wouldn't have saved much. I mean, he might've had 10 points, you know, with those two plays, but still it was interesting seeing, uh, uh, Zacharias, I believe, yeah. you know, the guy coming also out of the woodwork, made, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he stuck around forever and, uh, we actually got a decent game out of Todd Gurley. What do you yeah. know? And I was going to, hey. let, let's start there. Todd Gurley okay. was on my list of, you know, interesting, potentially polarizing players. The schedule for him, including last night, uh, is good. So for the next month or so, and with bye weeks, with some injuries, um, if you're, if you're not Owen, if you're not one and three, zero and four, are you thinking hold Todd Gurley? Do you think this is a potential sell moment off of that game? Do you ride it longer? What's kind of your feelings if you have him? I have him in several leagues, as you can probably expect, and many of those leagues I'm competing and doing well. One of them, I believe that I'm zero and four, and I've got Todd Gurley, and I believe I've also got James Robinson. And I was offered a first and a second for the two of them. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, And this was before this week's game. Right. And even before this week's game, I don't care. Todd Gurley's still been an RB2. He's been in the top 24. He's putting up decent, not great, but decent numbers. And then this week, he had a, he had a decent week. But even still, even with all that, I'm sorry, that does not... Well, I Robinson is kind of worth a first-ish, and I, I saw a couple right. of trades today that Gurley's going for a first. Right, yep. but even even before this week's game, I think that Todd Gurley was worth more than I was being offered. The guy was one of the contending teams, just fishing, and I understand that you you fish, you try to see how desperate the other guy or gal is, um, but no. It's not going to cut it. And even if even if I end up not competing this year, I've got a lot of key injuries that if they come back and I hit, I'm I'm not losing the faith. I am going to I would rather hang on to my players and say screw you, you're not going to get my player and win the championship with this guy for pittance. Like make it worth my while and I'll do it. But if you're not going to make it worth my while, I'll hold him. And I don't care if he dies on the vine. I will not let you win with my guy just because, like, you think that my team stinks. Okay. Um, I would be listening to all offers, and I will I will be shopping him. Uh, I'm not of- taking a second for Todd Gurley. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, no sorry. I, I'm shopping for a first. A first right? and then a throw-in player of... Uh, backup running back ilk would be that or you know if I need you know supplementation at tight end or something looking for a player that has more value to me than the other team so I'm going to be looking for a first plus that and I've seen two of those deals in you know I mean basically trading opened last night I guess you know midnight ish as it usually does so two in less than 24 hours um, I think is an indicator that you you could not get that a week ago um, with Gurley, I still have some concerns. He's getting the touchdowns. The schedule is good. We've got Carolina. Yeah. We've got Minnesota, Detroit, and uh, Carolina again uh, in the upcoming schedule. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 that's right. The next four. And really, it turns ugly after that. And so if you need him, you can ride him. I think he's going to be that running back two with running back one upside, multiple touchdown upside. The lack of receiving usage, I think we talked about this earlier in the season at some point, maybe after one or two games or something, but why they're not screening him, why they're not using that to maybe get some heat off of their, again, they all they do is drop back. And it's like, that's how you slow down a pass rush a little bit. You know, you run things behind them. 
and their defense stinks. So I wonder, now fortunately for Gurley, 17 touches, he really has been pretty agnostic to game script. So that's been good yeah. news. And some of these games, you know, Carolina, Detroit, um, especially not sure about the Vikings, but uh, there should be some positive game script. And we could actually see 20-plus touches potentially from Todd Gurley. So those are reasons for optimism. I still think this is maybe the only chance this little three, four-week spectrum, this is the only chance I think you'll have left to get a first from Gurley if interested. Yeah, and let me also say that it was a Devi league, so the first and Depleted, second weren't right. even true. You're right. They weren't even true. Devi eligible maybe second. at most. They're Right, Devi eligible, but even still, that's a high-risk proposition, as you and I both know. Yeah. And heck no. Uh, you know, you want... You want his services? I'm reasonable. <laughs> I'm reasonable, but no. Yeah. All right, uh, and then talk about a guy that could be dying on the vine. What do you think okay. about Mister AJ Green? AJ Green. Yeah, I knew you were going to say him. Uh, he is dying on the vine. He he's had a lot of targets, which usually means that it will equate to something someday. <laughs> but I think, I love but that, yeah. but I think that Joe Burrow is kind of tiring of the whole thing and he's just like he knows the NFL means not for long and he doesn't want to be that rookie flash in the pan kind of guy and well, he's they starting to really they don't need right, let's, let's it, look around they're right? starting I mean, to they're target go- T Higgins a lot yeah. and that hookup that matchup looks great um AJ Green has lost a step he's lost his hands he's lost the ability, like, well, he's I haven't seen getting, him away from a defender. Like, he's not separating right. Exactly, at all. he's not getting the greatest of separation. And then, what little contested that there is, he's not making that. He's not out physicaling the guy, like he used to. He used to be a beast. He's a skeleton. <laughs> and no, he is. No, he's a skeleton you. of of AJ Green past. And I even saw a friend of mine who was contemplating dropping him in redraft. I would not even hesitate to drop him in redraft. I think I think I had him on my cutting the cord uh, football guys post this week about oh, yeah. shallow redraft. Yeah, cutting him in yeah. shallow redraft, and I think it's yeah. applicable. I mean, are you really expecting this to turn around? Is he really? I don't think so. Let's say Tyler Boyd gets injured or T Higgins this next week. Is AJ Green matter. suddenly coming back to someone by, where you say, "Boy, oh, I wish I had him on my shallow team." That you're probably not making it through bye weeks with him. I don't think so. I mean, now I, Dynasty I is so. different. Now Dynasty is different. So, right, do you right. Think, but even do you think you can get a second for him? No, hell no. Okay, now would you trade I, I don't him for think... a third? I think it's a murky line here. Right, it is a murky line. I'd rather trade him for somebody that didn't get off the a player that didn't get off the starting gate as quickly as we would have hoped, and you may be able to. Uh, Man, you're just gonna have to fish. You're gonna have to try a lot of different different bait. players that you think. Yeah, could different offer value players to. that you think. Yeah, exactly. Um, or maybe an up and comer. Yeah, it's. It, it seems really like depends. I'm looking here. A second is possible. You think? That's what it says. Yeah, a, se- okay. a second well, is possible. I would take that, and uh, I, I would take that it. all day. I, I would take it, that yeah. and run. Yeah, I mean. I would try. Maybe I would you try add it. to Green and get you know a, a a Madison or a Dylan or or someone like that that I mean has no value until something else were to happen. And, you know, and they're right. behind hot running backs right now. So those types of angles. And again, you might have to go you know Green plus a guy that is pretty marginal, um, but you could maybe flip them too and get a second for the whole thing. So maybe be right. creative is what I would say. But man, like. I, but fish, yeah, try to definitely ask, try a lot of different. If you're if you're zero and four, would you be buying AJ Green on the prospect that something occurs in the off season or next year? No. Okay. No. Just just be not done. at all. Now, what do you think no. about a much younger wide receiver, Brandon Cooks? What about him? Well, how much rosier do you see his picture than uh, AJ Green? Well, I yeah, I mean, I do think that he's actually he done something had, this year. Correct. Right, he's done something this year. They just fired the coach. Romeo Crennel is going to be taking over. And GM, I'm not right, and yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, they don't have 
high prospects. They they don't have a first or second round pick for next year. It's it's like an orphan that's that's just blown up, and then you don't even have your picks for next year. It's a long road. But I I don't think that Brandon Cooks is washed up or done. AJ Green looks washed up right. and done. Brandon Cooks, I don't think he's washed up and done. Yeah, I mean it's a bit quizzical. I think for now you keep him out of your lineup. You know, right. it's sort of yeah, the you, play. Or again, if you need him, this defense is not great. Um, yeah. And games like I'm looking here, week seven against the Packers. I mean, they're going to be throwing a ton. Maybe not against the Jags this next week, but you know, in general, I mean, I think I think Brandon Cooks could easily be back near your lineup scope for for bye weeks, depending on your situation. So. I would I would be a little more firm with him, and if it was a contender second, I would not take that for Brandon Cooks. I see right. more potential here. You know that I still think right. the the Cooks and Will Fuller. We've had half of that so far in terms of working out, being lineup relevant, and and having some impact there. We've gotten Will Fuller uh, in in basically every healthy game. Brandon Cooks not so much. So let's see. Let's see. He's still Will Fuller has rounded out his game, and he looks like yeah. I mean, he's not just a deep threat. He's he's catching the underneath. He's catching the in between. Well, I'm actually watching games, going, man, how about we get Will Fuller down the field a little bit? Which right, is strange yeah. that I've actually said that he's becoming a centerpiece guy in the three healthy games. He's got 22 targets. Love that. Love that. He's actually yeah. on pace to be that wide receiver one. I, I said I would be surprised if Deshaun Watson didn't produce a wide receiver one between. Cooks and Fuller, and it looks like right now we're firmly on Team Fuller for now. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about another running back that had a career game so far? Uh, he's been flex relevant at worst uh, this whole time during his his month long uh, career to date, and uh, hitting a career high game this past week, Mister Antonio Gibson. <sighs> he's looking better and better. He's looking more comfortable every time. Uh, I have not sold him anywhere. I've got him everywhere. Uh, I haven't started. I had to start him some this week for the first time. And, uh, you know, it looks like he's starting to get startable. And that's a good thing. I, I like that. <laughs> you like when a running back is startable. Yeah, that's a big, yeah no, I, I do. That's and a big positive. I, like, I didn't, trust, I didn't trust him early in the season because he's still a rookie and he has a lot to prove. But he's finally starting to string a couple games together. It's becoming and, apparent that, I mean, it's McLaurin. And then in Washington, you go, well, what else do they have? And right. it's becoming more clear every single week that Logo, Logan Thomas is just a guy. You know, Logan Thomas yeah. can be an aggregator because there's not really a wide receiver two or three or whatever. It's going to rotate and no one's really going to step up, in my opinion. But it's Gibson. Gibson and McKissick are arguably weapon two and three in that offense. So it yeah. seems like Scott Turner knows what he's doing and that's going to become more of a centerpiece aspect. And he's being used as a receiver. You love that. He's getting goal line instead of Peyton Barber. So I think... During th- these next four to eight weeks, I mean, it's. I think with the injuries, the bye weeks, it's going to be tough to keep uh, Gibson out of many lineups, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But but is this something where you say I really like Gibson? I was taking him um, in round two somewhere, you know, in a lot of leagues. Sometimes round and, three. Yeah, and, and you say, you say, why would I move off of this position? Or uh, I actually had an interesting. I think it was two weeks ago talking with Jordan about this. I'll be interested to revisit it on running back roundup this week. That is this a, what if someone is offering you an early looking first next year for Antonio Gibson? If it's super flex, I would take it. If it's not, I wouldn't. Okay. Because yeah. So, so we're talking about a guy flashing early, you know, a guy that you drafted. So you obviously like, you know, a decent amount, I would imagine. And then, you know, not, I'm not going to say bailing because that is a good price. You know, for someone, if you took him at 205 in a stock league and now you can get a top three or four pick next year, but it still is early. You still have but eight to nine a, games or, or more before that draft position is set in stone. So, Unless a contending team has somebody else's first, you're not going to trade him to a team that's already looking at the 101 to 103. They would not be your target audience. Don't be so sure. Anyway, about that. they might. They, well. He's hot. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I know he is, but I'm game, just saying. He's got a chance. Yeah, I mean, if the team believes, I guess if they believe that they can turn it around, 
maybe so, but then if they, they might turn just it around, Antonio they're Gibson not... is better than 103 next year. A better player. Not saying that's correct. I understand that, but if you add Antonio Gibson to a team that's on the lower spectrum, right. it's only going to make them better, potentially, so then you're screwing the pick. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, I think yeah, in, I, mean, I think it, in general you're holding. Um, again, yeah. if it, super flex is where it gets really interesting to me, just because we know two or three quarterbacks are going to go, you know, pretty in high the top in the draft. Six, yeah, seven, top six, seven, yeah. eight. You know, and and, and you know that run, changes everything. You got two or three running backs that could be worthy, and a drove of wide receivers, and that becomes yep. uh, uh, again. And at some point, you have to look at it and say, you know, I got a round three running back that's performing well to start. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's going to be hard to extract more than that at some point in the future. Yeah, I mean, for, for something like that, I would, I would personally rather trade, rather than for a future pick, I would rather trade for a, a guy that I really like that didn't get out the starting gate as quickly as some people either expected or wanted or feel that that's what they should have done. So a guy like Cam Akers or a guy like DeAndre Swift, uh, somebody that has a higher pedigree that I like more than, you know, maybe something like that because they're a sure asset as compared to that 101 to 103, 104 could end up being the 106, 109 right. you if you trade him and then they start producing and et cetera. You think you so, can get Swift Plus right now? I, I don't know. I, I, I would haven't think so. shopped that market. I would think so. I, I don't know about that. Running, but, young running backs with a job move up quickly. I understand. So but I, I, I think that's possible. I bet if you sent that in, I bet if you sent that offer in twenty leagues, one would get accepted at least. That's still not that great of odds, but yeah. No, I just, I, I, I just think it's possible. No, even though if they they were more than around apart a month ago or two months ago, I guess. If you are somebody that's in a league with, like. You and I are in a bunch of leagues with a bunch of people that know what they're doing. <laughs> a lot of the listeners may be in leagues where you've got impatient owners. I absolutely would shop straight up Antonio Gibson for DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers. However, I mean, if you think you can even get more, try to get more. I bet you can get but, Akers plus. And probably you could. Um, and he, I, I, let me yeah. ask you this because I had I just remembered I had a subscriber that that mentioned this as a as an offer that was offered to them today. So a uh, let me I'm gonna pull up just to make sure okay. I don't mess it up yeah. to make sure it's super flex. I can't remember if it's super flex or not, um, but okay. I, but that does matter because we've been talking about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All right. So this was Gibson and a first, and it was gonna be oh here it is. All right, super flex. Gibson and a and a first and they just write probably late for Nick Chubb. Yeah. So you do that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I mean Chubb is expected to be back later in the season, and I don't think anyone would doubt at all. I mean Chubb is one of the top, what, five or six most talented running backs in the NFL. Is that? Yeah. Is that that that's a normal statement, right? No, I He's believe that's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that's one even in Superflex, you know, the probably late thing. So that's the one thing it doesn't mean like right. that's the one thing that gives me a little pause if that turns into let's just say that turns into 105 in Superflex, then I think that's, a lot of things even out in that deal. Right. Or could turn and against you. So that's the thing you really have to be aware of this whole projecting picks were one month in thing. I had a team last year that was well outproducing what the roster and I knew it was a Fugazi. I knew that the team was just a crap. I mean, it wasn't a crap team. It was good, solid base, but it was a young team that was outproducing, getting lucky, winning more than it should have. And the guy tried to trade Tevin Coleman for my first, my 2020 first. And I was like, and it's a super flex. And I was like, no, this team isn't even going to make the playoffs. Like right now, I'm in sixth place. But my team is a, is really 
outproducing. And if you look at it, you would think so too. And the guy was like, yeah, you're probably right. And it ended up that my team ended up earning the 101 after <laughs> being very close to the playoffs for most of the season. And then all of a sudden, reality hit. Bottom falls And up. I knew, right, I knew that realistically, my team was not in real, true contention. And I did not believe that Tevin Coleman was the piece that would put me there either. And I'm glad that I did not make the trade. I ended up with Jonathan Taylor. And I'm happy with that. Um, hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, but. I I think that you made a really good point though about this is this is really the next four five six weeks. It's really important to every single week kind of assessing where you are. Uh, again, you don't have to do it to maybe the granular level I do, where I go through when I'm setting waivers. I, I you know I put in my records, I put in all play. Just so I have a lay of the land of here's where I stand. Like here's some teams that have really been overachieving, like you said, or teams that, hey, they might be two and two, they might be one and three, but they're pretty darn good. They've just gotten a little unlucky so far. And I, I think that can also, I mean, at this point, you might have an 0 and 4 team or something like that legitimately doesn't look very good. And then you can start moving in that direction with moves or potential trades on a weekly basis, uh, maybe reconstructing how you approach the waiver wire because this is not really a competitive season. So, but that's, but again, I think those teams in the middle, though, you might, like you said, have some Fugazis both in they're not this week, but also they're not this strong. And that's when I think you need to go. Let's give this another week or two or, you know, just keep reassessing. And I think it's really important to do it at least every couple weeks at this point or every week of saying, has it changed dramatically from last year? Am I, is it more of reaffirming what my thought was or how things looked a week ago? You might have, you know, been, man, I was overachieving and now I lost, you know, I lost Sequin Barkley and now I lost Nick Chubb, you know, or man, if McCaffrey doesn't come back soon, I could be dying of vine. Like you, there's other factors with injuries as well. Or like, you know, I lost this week, but it was mainly because I didn't have Devontae Adams, you know, and now he's on bye, but now I'll have him back, hopefully at full strength and we can really start cooking with gas again. So use all those factors. And what I say is go to go to power rankings, you know, on, um, on, on my fantasy league where you see a lot more information on, you know, have you have you screwed yourself or benefited with some of the lineup decisions you make? You know, that's a relatively random thing, you know, in terms of could have won, would have lost, all play. Um, all those types of factors are things that I would put in your disposal, in your toolbox, um, starting now through, uh, again, mid-November or so to say, where am I going? Yes, absolutely. You have to constantly be in touch and be in reality. Like, yeah. look, no, look at your team from your opponent's standpoint. And if you're 0-4, but you've got Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey and maybe Le'Veon Bell and a few other that are going to be coming back, it's a completely different situation than if you've lost Saquon Barkley, you're 0-4, uh, you don't have a whole lot of firepower to buy extra talent. It's not that you're giving up or tanking, but you've got to be realistic and pragmatic about things. Right. Whether you're really good or really bad or kind of in between, you've got to be able to assess your team. And it's okay to say, I'm in the middle, I'm not really sure. And, and yep, again, let's, yep. let's kick the can. Let's see how week five goes. And then we'll see next, next week, you know, and, and maybe, you know, a couple wins or a couple losses over the next couple weeks. And I think you really should be, you know, closer to making that decision. You know, if you're one and five weeks are about ready to start right. hitting and people are going to be, you know, you talk about not only the injuries, but now the bye weeks on top of that. Right. There were some times this week, Chad, where I <laughs> begrudgingly had to start some players. Like Jamal Williams, for example, yeah. ended up being a starter for me. And I'm glad that I did. He ended up doing okay. Yeah, um, and, you, and you just got to roll, guys. And, and the other thing I would say is, guess what? You're playing a higher variance game if you have a bunch of backup running backs. Because we've seen it yeah. every single week. Someone's going down. You know, more weeks than not. And... 
so that could benefit you, but that could also hamstring you once again, you know? So that could be one of your starters going out. That could be you getting a new starter and it hurts one of the teams that was previously doing well. So if that happens a couple times where it benefits you with a backup running back and it hurts another team in your league with their starter being gone now for one game, four games, the rest of the season, then all of a sudden you look better. And so you need to give that more time. It's, it's over this whole sample size of, you know, if you're running back heavy in general, you need to give time for the injuries to actually occur and clear paths for more clarified starters. And if you're, and four weeks in, we've already had some benefits, but six weeks in, eight weeks in, that can look different as well. You may get to the point of just, you know, keeping your head above water, you're four and you're, you're two and four, but then you might be, have four or five NFL starting running backs and feel pretty good and can go on a, and can go on a legitimate run is what I would say. So, so yeah, so, I mean, we've been talking around just different various points of this, but, but you may need a little more time, but you also may have, if you have 10 leagues, you might have two or three teams that you're pretty darn sure you're contending this year. And you may have one or two that, uh, one and three, oh, and four. And I just don't like the direction. I don't like, uh, everything that's been going on and what projects ahead. So that may be a point to start looking ahead to next year. Uh, how about one more running back, Mr. Joe Mixon here. Uh, so big game. He had three relative to expectations this year. Duds. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on Mixon in terms of it's generally been more of a, of a pass first offense. The team overall is not that good, but his volume weekly has been pretty good. And finally, he's getting some receptions. Yeah. Uh, I benched him in a couple of spots and I started him in places where I absolutely had to. And the ones where I benched him, I ended up losing probably because of it. Uh, it it's. It sounds like it he, sounds like you like like the opportunity he has for sure. It sounds like you're not sold on him as a player slash asset. Yeah, he's he he doesn't even last year like last year. Tim and I in a co-own league had an opportunity. Somebody wanted to trade us Joe Mixon. I did not want to bite. I think that he's more hype than he is real. And he's talented. For sure he's talented. But I don't trust him and have not trusted him as much as I would trust like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, uh, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. You know, any of those guys. Would you Just tr- like Kenyon Drake. Like I, any- I never trusted Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't trust... Joe Mixon. I've got him in several places. This is a good opportunity to sell high if you can. And I mean, I I would much rather I would much rather my running backs. I go for running backs for the floor and the ceiling and then that way I can be more risky with my wide receivers. That's my own way I play. But that being said, I know he's got talent, and I know that he's been held back a little bit just based on the Bengals and uh, situation and stuff. But, man, he's just – he's not somebody I've got a lot of of uh, leash with. You know, one of the – one of the funniest lines I heard announcing, and I don't listen to the full broadcast. I'm sure I could glean far more uh, humor out of it if I if I heard all the broadcast. But one yeah. of the, one of, one of his touchdowns, they said they said it was like Mixon to the open field, and you're not catching Joe Mixon. And I laughed out loud because <laughs> you will catch. I, I I watched that play. I was like, if it was three yards farther to the to the end zone, he was getting caught. <laughs> So yeah. you actually can in the open field catch Joe Mixon. And I finally have got the the uh, the thing of what is missing with Joe Mixon. Uh, there, there's a What's couple that? of things. But he's a really slow accelerator. He's a slow accelerator, like the zero to five yard part. And that's, I think, a big part. When he, when he gets a, a, a big runway, he can get up to, let's call it requisite speed. You know, but okay. not a burner, but like he... The reason he doesn't get into the open field and the reason he doesn't have more 10 plus yard runs or that zero to five yard. Yeah, it's just burst. that he doesn't, you know, it takes him a while to go from first to third gear. 
It is the thing I finally figured out. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Mixon and a second for Saquon Barkley? If if somebody would take that, I would rather have Saquon Barkley all day. Okay. Would you give Mixon for Chubb? You mentioned all those running backs at the top. So would all those be straight up? I'd rather have Chubb. Okay. I'd rather have Chubb. I'd rather have Jacobs. I'd okay. rather so have... So all those top five, six, seven guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I think I think this week you can easily get one of those done. If I were yeah. guessing, coming off of... And, and the thing I love is... You trade for Mixon this week. You don't get you don't get any credit for the forty two point game. No, None. exactly. So exactly. It, it just happened. It's burned into the ether, and you're paying for it as again, assuming that this is going to be the beginning of some magical run. Exactly, we'll and it may be. We'll Maybe we don't know. But it, it's Joe. But it's Joe Mixon's of offense. Let's. Uh, sorry, it's yeah. it's Joe Burrow's offense. Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Mixon's offense. All right, one right. final one, Katie, and this may be Damian Harris. Are you going to talk about Damian Harris? Okay, I, I was. Gonna, <laughs> I actually wasn't, but go go for okay. it. What are your thoughts on no, Damian I, Harris? I'm sure you watched the I, game. And yeah, I did. I will there say, was... it kind of scr- it, it's kind of screwy the fact that didn't come off IR until like some people were saying it affected them being able to pivot off of certain players with their lineup. You know, if they were mm-hmm. waiting for Devontae Adams, et cetera, they couldn't change their lineup because they had an IR violation that they didn't right. have an IR violation two days ago. Right. Yeah. What are exactly. your thoughts on Harris? He got an uh, expanded opportunity for once. Yeah. And okay. uh, so, what do you think happens with Michelle back? That's all right. So there, there were times when Damien Harris looked like he was just running in the back of his offensive lineman and he had no vision. He looked like crap. There and then he finally started to feel his oats, and he looked like, I mean, he had one big run, uh, which he had to manufacture. I don't think it was given to him. Uh, he, I think, started to look more comfortable as the game went on, and I do think there was a certain amount of rust and probably intimidation and just kind of not really running full game speed and then finally things started to flow for him. I have good hopes for him. I'm I've never been a big Sony Michelle fan even when I watched him in Georgia. I I really scratched my head if you remember the NFL draft when oh, yeah. the Patriots drafted him. I was just like what? Um so I don't think that Sony Michelle is a big barrier. I think that if Damian Harris can show out a few games, he's every bit as much of a pedigree as as Sony Michelle, but we'll see. I mean, it, it, the Patriots' running game has always been a best ball situation. They mix in everybody when Cam Newton is healthy. There, there were some runs that Harris would not have had because Newton would have had. And those couple of plays inside to red zone that Hoyer screwed up completely. Oh Oh my God, that was so frustrating. Even Stidham when he came in, Washington it's is like, like, boy, they botch a lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah, and you know you're saying that Kansas City was low scoring, but you've got to give it up to the Patriots defense for keeping them that way. How do you take that and sack though, Katie? Did you? Like, I know I, that was so rigged. I, I was. Left, you throw it out the back of the end zone. We've seen it a million times. Oh my God. I I have long hair, but I was pulling out my my hair with that. That was just awful. I think awful, you got. I think awful. you got your first gray hair off of that game, Katie. No, they, I've got gray hair. True or false? Cam Newton there. They maybe win that game. They would have won that game. It I is, think. Yeah, I, I mean, really do. More run they game, less mistakes. Yeah, they for sure. They would have scored in both drives. red zone. I think. Yeah. I believe they would have scored in both red Their zone. Even if well it was a, even easily. if it was a field goal, I right. think they would have scored on both red zone opportunities where they, they turned the ball over. One of them. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I just it so was painful. That made me painful. sick. Just from a man, this team is competitive outside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, and oh, so for Harris. So who was the other one? Well, that you no, no, no. To talk well, 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 I wanted to say, how many carries okay. in the NFL do you think Damian Harris had before last night? How many NFL I don't carries? Know. Four. The answer is four. Uh, not so, very many. Yeah. So this is basically his NFL debut. He had seventeen for hundred. He had seventeen for hundred in his NFL debut. So in my opinion, this the market is going to kind of be behind on this because he's a yeah. second year guy. You know, they know running back by committee. They probably don't trust the situation in general. You got Cam Newton there. 
Um, so I don't know if the market is going to be, I mean, it was falling to the point of, I mean, a third round pick for Harris. And obviously it's better than that today, but right. I, I, I definitely don't think this is a sell high moment. Cause I don't think the no. high is very high. Right. I agree. I Contender agree. Contender second, maybe someone gives you and, and I wouldn't sell for that. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Last guy is Robert Tanyan. Oh, I love him. You love him. Have I we, do. Have we, no, I'm no. I'm saying, have we talked about him specifically? At any I don't point? think that I we have. I know that you you were the one that got me on him earlier this season. Two tight end uh, special. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I listened. I picked him. The funny thing is, uh, I've got league mates that don't listen to the show. No. But I've got league mates that know that I pretty much like when I draft Terry McLaurin in round three or round four. Then they draft Terry McLaurin in every single one of their third and fourth round you. rookie drafts. <laughs> what? A little before you. No, I, I, I'm talking about in all their leagues. They may not be in all my leagues, yeah, yeah. but I've got one guy that's in particular that's in three or four of my leagues. And if I pick up a player in one of my leagues, he will outbid me or out whatever. <laughs> In every single one of the rest of them, because every one of them honor, don't Katie. hit, they don't hit at the same time. So I'm just saying it's funny because you try to pick somebody up else up on the stealth, like Robert Tanyan and a and a tight end premium, whether it's one and a half PPR, two PPR, start two, <laughs> you start picking up guys before they're anything, and anybody that watches you they're already all over that in the other leagues that you're in with them. And your $11 bid or your $2 bid is no longer going to be, it's like, get that shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I picked him up everywhere that I could. I stashed him even in some start one tight end leagues where uh, I, I just needed a little bit of extra depth. I've got him. Yeah, I remember in, in start one, there were some situations where I, I looked at it, you know, for the waiver wire last week. He really hadn't come through. I know it was he had one promising game so far this yeah. season. And I remember this of thinking, you know what? Uh, the thing I put out on film notes, you know, the, the production wasn't there. But what was there is he was sturdily the tight end one there. And I thought yeah. to myself, the tight end one for Aaron Rodgers and they've got some questions, especially this week with you know Alan Lazard out, and they were going to be playing guys that we haven't really heard of much before. That all of that is sort of the perfect storm for not, you know not calling for a thirty point game or whatever, but calling for this is possible. You know, we're talking a guy right. that that didn't do much week one, but now he's three straight games with a touchdown. He saw decent volume a couple weeks in a row, and it's like you don't drop him. You just don't drop him, and and so. I also, I think uh, Devontae Adams being out really helped this week fuel a bigger game, obviously. But I think if you're playing a committee with tight ends, you know, in a start one, you, f- you figure out something else. You know, obviously you're not cutting him or anything at this point. But, I mean, this is something that, I mean, sad news for Jay Sternberger. You know, that this is, like, he is one that definitely can be cut. Uh, you know, even if it's premium, for, uh, premium scoring because... Uh, even though he's a day two guy, sorry, Robert Tanyan is is becoming a, a a major thing. What do you think in terms of the trade market? Do you think it's going to catch up, or because he has zero name cachet, and this is really his coming out party, it's going to take longer to foster a true buy market? No, I believe that's the case. The latter, um, he, he had no name cachet, but the fact that he's tied to Aaron Rodgers will help. Um, People will look at it that Devontae Adams is back. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is still there, and he looked okay. Um, so I don't know that you're going to be able to sell high on him. Yeah. You'd, you'd want to pivot to – you'd want to add to Robert Tonyan to get uh, a tight end you maybe trust big picture more, right? That would be the move. That would be the move, but the other side of the coin is um, – I've been in so many situations. Like I had George Kittle before George Kittle was George Kittle, right? And a lot of people were saying he can't, he can't keep this up. This isn't real. You know, you got to sell, sell now, sell high. 
sometimes it's not worth. Well, tight end's hard to it's, sell to. Let's be right. Fair. No, I, that's true too. So you're better and, off holding but, a kittle. But a, sometimes, a yeah. exactly. Sometimes you're better Waller. off holding the player, whether they end up being what you think they can be. Ride them for as long as you can ride them. They're found money. I, I mentioned this. I was guest on another podcast this week, and I said the same thing. You know. Sometimes they're Rodney Dangerfields. They don't get respect. You're not going to get what they're worth in the trade market. So keep them. Correct. Use them. Win with them. And then be damned your teammates, your league mates. Because if you, you got know, Robert like, Tanyan, let's face it, you know, you get back after his bye week, you're going to start him or Jared Cook. You know, you might have right, Jared Cook. Right. He, it hasn't gone, gone great, you know, and, and now you might have someone that you're putting out every week. And we've seen this. There's 20 plus point potential any given game. He's obviously a red zone maven. And, right. and, and you say wide receiver, it's Adams and what? You know, I, I'm not a big Marquez Valdez scaling fan. So, I mean, right. the and guy, you've the got guy a quarterback that hands. will dish. You've got a quarterback that will dish. And you've got so, a quarterback that's playing out of his mind. And he's played plenty yeah. of times in his career out of his mind. So. Even though. Even though he's old and yeah. like he's auditioning <laughs> for a new job next year. Um, yeah. All right, let's do. Uh, we'll do final thoughts in one second. Katie, do you want to remind folks about the uh, UTH Best Ball contest that we've got going on? You are moving right up, uh, Miss Flower. You are up into second position overall. We've, as it as it should be. We've still got uh, Andy Rizzo in the top spot overall. I am one, two, three, four, five um, overall, and we've got I think Jordan moved up right. He's in. Eh, he moved down. I think he moved down a little bit this week. And Tim is uh, almost. Let's just hope he doesn't finish DFL. Uh, but he is doing well in Scott Fishbowl. We knew that from last week. I uh, do want to give a shout out to Bartholomew, who got the first overall spot. He moves into the top. What was it? Top top three, uh, right behind you, with a 300 point game. He's really rolling the dice at uh, wide receiver. He had Jalen Guyton actually start for him off one catch for 72 yards and a touchdown this week. Uh, he's got a little bit of a dicey thing going on at, at uh, wide receiver, but when you have almost uh, 100 points from George Kittle and Robert Tanyan in a two-tight end with premium scoring format, you do an A-OK. And he maybe needs Robert Tanyan because he's got O.J. Howard. Uh, let's see, Chris Herndon's been a big ball of nothing so far this year for him. Um, and uh, again, he did it all without James Conner, which was a surprise inactive inactive this week with that game being moved to later in the year he benefited from Gurley. Uh, a little question mark at uh, at quarterback but we'll see how that goes but congratulations to bartholomew taking down the contest with the number one overall finish over 10 points clear of number two and moving right up uh for potentially uh some prizes and just some great uh best ball salary cap competition here in the contest uh, final thoughts katie okay so one year ago today, you and Mrs. UTH were at my house and I was throwing footballs with you in the pool and spraining your thumb. Getting me hurt. <laughs> getting you hurt. You were on the IR for a little while. Doing over-the-shoulder but... drunken catches, which is the greatest <laughs> idea ever, but hell of a lot of fun. So t- today is my birthday, and uh, Trevor Lawrence just turned 21 years old today. He and I share the same birthday. He could not only be my son, but he is the sunshine uh, that is the future quarterback, and I can't wait to see him. He's he's looked good future so far jet. this year. That's well, I don't know about that. I don't think that Sam Darnold's the problem. I think the coaching and the, just the offensive line, and there's a whole bunch of things. You cannot say that Sam Darnold is the problem. No, I'm, there. no, I'm saying the Jets are have a good shot to be one on one. I understand that, and I under I get that, but I don't think that quarterback is their issue, and they would be better off trading the pick for a boatload and get that boatload to, oh, get to boatload. support yeah support Sam Darnold but anyway it's it's just it, as every birthday comes and goes you know 56 trips around the sun um i'm just i'm i'm really happy that there's football and fantasy football i love the community i love the support I've been guest on a lot of podcasts within the last three weeks and it goes, it comes and goes in spurts, but lately it's just been a lot of, you know, hanging out with good friends, talking football, talking smack, talking, drinking, talking life, talking everything. And, uh, you know, just every day embrace it. That's all I can say is just even, even Owen four embrace it, 
move forward, try to look for ways to cling, claw, work your way through, uh, or make some trades that will improve your team for the long term and and uh, take it from there. But the main thing is just enjoy it. Have a good time. Life is short. We all know that. And, and just, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm I'm happy to be here, Chad. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Enjoy the ride, right? No matter. Yeah, exactly. The, the ride's going to be bumpy sometimes, and sometimes it's going to be like driving over glass. You know, new paved road, and everything seems easy. You don't even need your brakes. Uh, and other times, you need a whole heck of a lot of brakes, and you're getting swerved all over by the bus driver. So you, yeah. you got to enjoy both parts. You know, you almost got to smile through the uh, the tough times as well. Let, let me do a rapid fire just because I'm curious. So if, okay. if, if, if this team had 101, would you give them – a good shot to draft Trevor Lawrence or not. So assessing the quarterback situation, Giants. Would you draft if Dan- you were the team? Would no, you draft I think them? I think they either need to trade for a boatload. They've got to address their offensive line. Daniel Jones is adequate. I don't think he's great, but adequate. he's adequate. I don't think no, you pass Trevor I, Lawrence for adequate. Well, but if you don't put people around Trevor Lawrence oh, to protect show, him, he'll end up like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. No, I agree with all um, that. Um, right. What do you think about the Falcons? Should they be drafting yes. Matt Ryan's replacement? Yes. In that setting? Okay. Jets, you already said no. Right. Uh, Dolphins, I would guess that's an absolute hard no. They just drafted two. Right. Um, right. What do you think about Washington? Yes. Okay. All right. Those are the only ones I wanted to ask for now. Well, okay. What about Denver? Yes. Yes. Jacksonville. Yes. Well, how about one more? Minnesota. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. There you go. So a lot of teams are sticking and picking right up there. All right. Good stuff. Katie got to talk about a lot of the uh, stock market mentality with four weeks in here. Good luck in your week five matchups. One more time. Patreon.com slash UTH as well as UTH dynasty.com. Uh, you can find all of our content going on there. Busy, busy in season. A lot of good points about uh, that. Katie mentioned about team direction. And, uh, you know, picking a side. And it's okay if you don't have a side to pick at this point. At some point in the coming weeks, you will. Uh, so this, it's a pretty robust trading market I've seen this this season. People are being a lot more willing to move around uh, based on their needs and team direction, which is a great thing. Team activity and league activity uh, is a great league to have. And, and one where deals never get done is one that can be frustrating for folks. Uh, Katie Flower is at FF underscore Skylar 399. Happy birthday, of course. And I am at Chad Parsons NFL. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.